Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. So this morning, in keeping and wrapping up our series on the hope of heaven, I want to talk to you about the king returns. The king returns. Say that with me. The king returns. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We're thankful for your word. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this people. Lord, for the MPC family, God. We are but a small segment, Lord, of the body of Christ. But we carry on, Lord, the gospel, Lord Jesus, because we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We believe your word. We believe your word is true. And we believe, God, that you have the final authority. Amen. Through your word, in Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. Our focus is not to be antichrist. While that in the in the weeks ahead, when we get into the new sanctuary, I'm going to be doing a series at some point in time as quickly as possible on the antichrist and the end time and things, what's going on in our world. And I want to cover that. I want you to be very aware of what's, but our focus is not on antichrist. Our focus is on Christ. And like a bank teller that is taught how to handle the genuine uh, uh, and distinguish between the genuine and the counterfeit, they don't bring counterfeit money for them to see. They get them very familiar with real money and what real money looks like. Amen. For everything God has, Satan tries to counterfeit it. He tries to bring an opposite. He tries to destroy it by counterfeit. And there is a counterfeit ideology that is anti-Christ. But our focus must be on Christ. We are hearing about heaven, encouraged about heaven. Amen. But while the darkness begins to loom darker in, in the kingdom of darkness, we do not bury our head in the sand. We do not worry and cringe in fear, as I've stated. But our outlook is to say, the king is going to return. The king is still in control, and the king is going to return. The last quoted words of Jesus that is found in Revelation 22 and 20 is, Surely I come quickly. That's the last word that we know of recorded in Scripture uh, that Jesus said. Look it up, it's in red. Jesus said, surely I come quickly. The church's response is this, amen, even so, come Lord Jesus. 
The last thing that Jesus wanted his people to know is that he's coming again. When he went up into heaven, amen, while, while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, as Jesus ascended into heaven, there were two men in white apparel that, that stood there and they asked the question, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, not another not a, a substitute, not an antichrist, but this same Jesus, which is taken up into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Somebody say, the king will return. This, this idea, this doctrine, this teaching is, is the cornerstone of the early church's teaching and preaching. The return of Jesus Christ is truly an acts belief and an apostolic doctrine. This same Jesus will return. The one who hung on the cross and died for us will return. The one who was buried in a grave but he did not stay will return. Amen. The one who poured out his spirit in the upper room will return. The one who heals the sick and raised the dead will return. The one who is the author and the finisher of our faith will return. One day the one that we worship with sight and we worship by faith one day we will worship with sight we will worship him and see him amen this same Jesus it's interesting the apostle Paul concluded his first letter to the Corinthians with a strange statement with a strange statement look at first Corinthians chapter 16 verse 21 through 24. He's ending his first letter to a group of believers at Corinth. And he says this, the salutation of me, Paul, with my own hand. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. Anathema maranatha. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, my love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. Anathema Maranatha. The only place that that is spelled out in that particular way is that Paul is using writing to a Greek church writing in Greek and he pulls out these words anathema maranatha which are Aramaic because many people believe they go back to the very core church in Jerusalem and, and, and it was something that they use anathema refers to setting something aside for God to deal with Paul is not saying that a curse would be upon them but he is saying if you do not love the Lord God is going to handle you. God is going to handle you. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema. Anathema means cursed or set aside for God to deal with them. God is going to deal with those that do not love him. He is going to deal with them. It's not that Paul is saying a curse was placed upon them, but rather if any man who does not love, if any man does not love the Lord, let him be accursed or set aside. And then it says Maranatha. Everybody say Maranatha. Interesting words. 
uh, 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 the first one referring to someone that will not love the Lord, but the second refers to someone who truly does. The word Maranatha are actually the two Aramaic words that make up Maranatha was a watchword in the church. In the early church, it was a password, if you please. They would go around and when, when, when they would meet someone, they would whisper to them, Maranatha. If they responded, Maranatha, they knew they were a believer. If they didn't, they knew that they were not. It was a password. It was, it was like a phrase we would say, praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Maranatha. Maranatha means come, Lord, come. Come, Lord, come. Say that with me. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Here's the context. If you love Jesus, you will be passionately looking for his return. If you love Jesus, you will be believing that he is coming back again. Those who love the Lord will love him because they'll keep his commandments. John 14 and 15. Hallelujah. Look what Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. He's ready to die. He's going to die. He said, I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. But look at this. And not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. If you are in love with Jesus, you're looking for him to come back. This could be the day. This could be the very day. There's nothing that is standing in the way prophetically that would prevent him from coming back again. This could be the day that Jesus returns. What a beautiful day, the songwriter says, for the Lord to come again. What a beautiful day. Hallelujah. What a beautiful day. Amen. I believe that he is going to return, and I'm in love with it. Maranatha. I'm in love with that. Oh, come, Lord Jesus. Somebody say Maranatha. Amen. It is a solemn declaration that he is coming, and I'm anticipating, but it is also a warning that he is coming. If you do not love the Lord, he is not coming for you this time amen to redeem you amen but he is coming for the church to catch us away he is coming for the bride he is coming for his body to be called away in these last days as redemption is coming to a conclusion let the people of God shout even so come Lord Jesus even so come Lord Jesus P.W. Barnett, in his commentary on, on Corinthians, said this about the word Maranatha. He said the Aramaic word, words Maranatha within Paul's Greek context are like an archaeological inscription that sheds valuable light on the times from which they come. These words allow us to overhear the worship of the earliest Jewish church after Jesus' resurrection. They make clear that from the beginning, Jesus was worshipped and exalted as 
Mara, Lord. Amen. And that they, the believers prayed and pleaded for him to return. These words render null and void the claim that only after many years did Christians introduce the idea of a second coming. Amen. But rather the prayer Maranatha, amen, makes that view very impossible because the earliest church believed he was coming again. The earliest statement of the apostles that they heard is that this same Jesus is coming back. I want to encourage you today. He's coming back. Are you in love with him? Are you ready? He's going to come back. There are hundreds of prophecy about his first coming and they came true. There are hundreds of prophecies about his second coming and they will come true. He will come again. He will come again. He will come again. Amen. The motto of the Acts church was Maranatha. Let the motto be us in time. Acts church be Maranatha. The king is coming. The king is coming. I want to be ready for him. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 13. You've heard this this month, but let's listen again. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Everybody say dead. That's what it means. I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning them that are asleep, that ye shall not, even as others which have no hope. Amen. Don't, don't let this, this, the thought of death trouble you, but under this, know this, that even in the crisis and times that we're in, amen, we need to remind ourselves of the doctrine. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Somebody say amen. amen. We're more than conquerors. Yes, sir. We're more than conquerors. Oh, some of y'all got, 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 have gotten hooked on online watching and you forgot to say amen. amen. Quit push, pushing your remote control and open your mouth. Amen. I believe that we're more than conquerors. Amen. I said we're more than conquerors. Amen. That's what the Bible says. We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. I believe that we can do all things through Christ which strengthen us. Amen. Right now, right now, I believe we can have an overflowing Holy Ghost filled life. I believe that. I believe that victory is now. But I also believe Maranatha. The Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. I want to see him return. But if I go by the way of the grave, I still am looking for the day of the resurrection. Yes. Paul said, don't be ignorant. Don't be uninformed. Don't fail to understand Dark times come, deaths come, but for the people that know and love Jesus, there is not a hollow, hopeless feeling, but it is rather a hope-filled feeling. Death for those who love Jesus and to those that are called according to his purpose is a blessed transition. It is a blessed transition. Look at verse 14. We pick up the reading here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus or who have passed in Jesus. They're not sleeping. They're very much alive, okay? Sleeping is a, is, is a word that depicts death because we have learned this month to be absent from the body is to be. To be absent with the body from the body is to be. If this body ceases, I don't cease. I live on, okay? <clears throat> but we know that he's talking here. He says uh, sleeping is about death. They're asleep in Jesus. Will God bring with him, verse 15, 
For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive, somebody say, I'm alive. If not, you need some flowers by you. Okay. Which are alive <laughs> and remain unto the coming of the Lord Jesus shall not prevent them which are asleep. There will be some people alive when he comes again. But they are not going to get special treatment. For the Lord himself, verse 16, for the Lord himself, somebody say this same Jesus, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven and he's coming not back as as a babe in a manger, but he's coming back with a shout. This time he's going to be different than when he came as a humble child to bring about redemption and be our, uh, our propitiation to take our place and our near kinsmen. This time he's coming back from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. To gather with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So shall we ever be with the Lord. So shall we, the dead and the living, ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Let me, let me remind you today that these are words of comfort. The king's coming. The king's coming. The king's. Ah, oh, no junk's going on. Congress is voting a bunch of malarkey, and they're doing a bunch of stuff that is evil and wicked and vile. And, and oh, I know all these different things are going, and some folks are caught up on hashtags and parades and, and different things like this. That's nothing but vile and wicked. Don't, 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 don't let that disturb you. But be, understand, comfort yourself with these words. Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, come. Hallelujah. Well, pastor, I don't think, I, I, I won't get married if the Lord comes. And I, don't have, I won't have any kids. And Oh, come on, some of y'all thought that. Just let me tell you this on the other side. It's better than anything on this side. The best marriage cannot compare to it. The most wonderful kids cannot compare to it. Amen. To be in the presence of the Lord. Oh, yeah, I want to enjoy that. And I have. I thank God for that. I can remember as a teenager wondering if I'd ever get married. Amen. But I want to say this to you. Keep your focus on heaven and God work everything else out on earth. Amen. But your focus has got to be on heaven. Otherwise, you might marry a scallywag and your life go all crazy. Oh, meddling now. Hallelujah. You might just get messed up if your focus is not on him come. I want him to come. I want to live like I'm ready for Jesus to come. What's going to happen? I don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen, and I want to be ready. Comfort one another with these words. Speak to each other that death is not the end. Wickedness is not the end. 
Antichrist is not the end. The council culture is not the end. The woke religion is not the end. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. Encourage, strengthen, strengthen your heart. I exhort you to be comforted today with the thought that he's coming again. Just like he said he would. Just like he said he would. Just like the two men in white apparel said he would. He's coming back again. The king will return. 1 Corinthians 15. What a great, great chapter. If you're not shouting by the end of chapter 15, find an altar, repent, because you're dead spiritually. Somebody say amen. amen. 1 Corinthians 15. I'm not trying to offend anybody today, but at least I'm an equal opportunist. Okay, 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all... What does sleep mean? Death. Okay. We shall not all experience death, but we shall. He's talking to the church now. He's talking to the ones that love the Lord. Paul said those that don't love the Lord don't have a chance in this. The ones who don't love the Lord don't have a chance in this. And those that love the Lord keep his commandments. What Jesus said, you love me, you keep my commandments. You follow the, the whole, you follow what I'm saying to, today? Amen. When he says, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. He's talking about those that are in covenant relationship, born again relationship with Jesus Christ. In a moment, verse 52, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. Amen. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Now you can believe about this all you want and you can think about it all you want. And, and, and you're all right to your opinion. Amen. But I want to tell you, when you study Scripture, trumpet has to do with the Word of God. Trumpet is the Word of God being pro proclaimed. Could it be that the last trump is the last preached message that God said, that's the last message. There's one day going to be a last message preached across the pulpit somewhere or taught in a Bible study at a home. There's going to be one final trump that's going to sound. And then we will find the words will say... Come up, come up hither. Amen. Why? The king returns. And we shall be changed. Brother Don Johnson wrote a song somewhere between here and there. There's going to be a healing service. Woo! I, I'm going to take Bishop's words, and uh, he, he gives us good words. 33 and a half, sound like a good age. Somewhere between here and there, there's going to be hair on my head. Somewhere between here and there, gray hairs will be gone. Somewhere between here and there, pains will be gone. Somewhere between here and there, diabetes is going to be gone. Somewhere between here and there, there will be a healing in the heart. Somewhere between here and there, amen, polio will be gone. Somewhere between here and there, abuse will no longer be nothing amen as a memory it will no longer even be there there will be a healing service hallelujah we shall be changed for this corruptible this corruptible I'm going to tell you something I'll give you young folks a word of advice right now growing old is not for sissies if you are averse to pain and suffering, you might as well just realize it's coming. Because when you get older, 
I wish I had some old folks that agree with me. Uh, some of us, you know. <laughs> Praise God. You know, I just thought 50 was real old. I used to thought 60 was real old. <laughs> well, you know, I'm teetering on 60. Next year, I hit the big 6-0. But what, what, what I'm saying is that this corruptible, this body, this failed, frail body, amen, and this mortal must put on immortality. So this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortar shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death, 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 death is swallowed up in victory, in victory. Why? The king returns. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us up the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. What is he saying? Keep on occupying till he comes. Keep on living in victory until he comes. Keep on dealing with life until he comes. Because we shall be changed. Let me just be personal. I don't want to tell anybody else's story, but Sister Gill and I. When we get to heaven, there's going to be three kids that we never met. Three, we never met. We got five kids, two here and three there. And one of these days, should the Lord allow for me to know, I want to know. That's what I want to know now. I want to be able to look in their eye at 33 and a half years and say, oh, that's what you look like. I don't know what it's going to be, but I know they were alive in the womb and God says that that is life. And when we get to the other side, they're going to be changed. And I'm going to be changed. My wife is going to be changed. Hallelujah. Whether I go by way of the grave or I go by way of the rapture, I will be changed. Yes, so go ahead, world. Go on, cancel culture. Go ahead, humanistic thinking. Go ahead, Bible haters. Go ahead with your own self. I love Jesus, and I'm not stopping. I said, I love Jesus, and I'm not stopping. Because those that love him are looking for his appearing. Woo! Somebody say, just like he said he would. He's coming back again, just like he said he would. He's coming back again. I mentioned this early on in the month. There is a theory and a theology, an erroneous theology called dominion. Dominion theology. A lot of folks that got upset because Donald Trump was voted out that got rabid and crazy about it were dominion theorists. What do they, they believe? They believe they're setting up heaven right here. And they thought Donald Trump's going to help them set up the reign. My hope was not in Donald Trump. I voted for him. Comments accepted. 
but my hope is not in him. My hope is not that he gets reelected. My hope is in Jesus Christ, the one who said he'd never leave me or forsake me, and one of these days I will see him again. Woo! Just like he said he would. He's coming back again. I believe the king will return. Woo! Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 9, 28. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. Unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time. Are you watching? Are you watching? Are you watching? Amen. I don't know. It just might be, Brother Mike, you're out there on a delivery, and all of a sudden that semi goes one way, and you go another way. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for that. Amen. I, I don't know what you may be doing. You might be asleep in the night. Oh, but Jesus is coming again. He is coming again. Just as sure as he came the first time. He will come again. How do you know that, Pastor? Because he said he would. Both times. Unto him that look for him shall he appear. Well, we know this. The king returns when you don't expect him. Matthew 24, 44. The king returns like a thief in the night, 2 Peter 3 and 10. you got to be watching for him. Amen. The king returns like lightning shining from the east to the west, Matthew 24, 27. The king returns in glory. Amen. We are told in Colossians that are rather in James that we're to be patient and wait for the coming of the Lord. Amen. We are told to watch. Look. Be looking for him. Be looking for him. Be looking at the signs. Be looking at the signs. I, I, I want to tell you how excited I am because of what I see is happening in our world and the advent of, of the mark of the beast. I am so excited because that lets me know when you see that begin to happen, he's coming. When you see the rise of Babylon, he's coming. When you see the rise of Jezebel and all of her putridness, he's coming just like he said he would. That's why we comfort one another with these words. The Bible says in John 1 and 1 that Jesus is the word. Somebody say he's the word. Sister Gill was talking a while ago that the, the book is, the, is Jesus. It reveals Jesus. We know Jesus because he is the word and reveals himself through the, the word. Look at this picture. I'm sorry, Lord of the Rings. Y'all can't even match. Your king coming with all the great horses and all the... I only saw it one time, so don't hold me to the scene. But this is the scene of our king's return. Are you ready? Revelation 19, 11. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. 
and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and his head are many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but himself. And he was clothed in clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. His name is called the Word of God. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1 and 14, the Word was made flesh. Jesus is the Word of God. Jesus is the King returning. In verse 14, and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. Amen. The writer of Ephesians, the apostle Paul, said that the sword of the armor is the Word of God. It is the Word of God. And with it he shall smite the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. He treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. I know sometimes it's difficult in the book of Revelation to decide between imagery and reality. But I will tell you back. I will tell you this. This is the spirit and the manner with which he comes. And this is how he comes. With the word of God. And those that have denounced his word. And those that have said words. Amen. Like uh, they declare that, well, God doesn't say that anymore. He's changed his mind. That's not the truth anymore. Amen. He's coming back with his word. He's coming back with the word. He is the word of God. So the king is coming back. I realize this is not speaking of the rapture at this moment, but he's coming back to set up his glorious kingdom. He's coming back, and he's coming back with justice and judgment. And the word is coming out of his mouth. Let me give you just some ver verification in another passage of scripture for what I'm saying. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 8. And then shall the wicked, see that capitalized? The wicked, the enemy of our soul, be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. Here's how you fight the devil. With the word of God. Throw it back at him. Throw it back at him. It, and shall and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. There is coming a day that the king will return and he will judge and he will be victorious. Then he says, Jesus said this, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house were not, are, are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Whew. What is that place? Revelation 21, I, John, saw the holy city. We've heard that this month. A whole, the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. If you didn't hear uh, Brother David's message, go back and pick it up on the podcast. And I heard a great voice of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God shall be with them and be their God, and God shall wipe away all tears, all tears, all tears from 
from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow crying, neither shall there be any more pain. Why? The king has returned. For the former things have passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. It's going to be different in that place. It's going to be different in that place. No death, no pain, no sorrow, no crying, no memory of past abuses, hurts, and pains that brought tear. Amen. John said, it's the great city. I saw the great city. Stand with me, please. It's the great city. The glory with which Adam and Eve walked in the garden with the Lord is the same kind of glory. We're going to walk with him in the new Jerusalem. Oh, the study of the New Jerusalem is in itself an incredible, an incredible study. But I just wanted to show you the king's coming back with a purpose. He's coming back with an agenda. He's coming back to set things right. He's coming back. It is in 1 John 3 that we have these incredible words. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm, uh, I'm back. Hallelujah. We have these incredible words. 1 John 3 and 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. Bishop covered this. Go back and hear his last few podcasts on this. What we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we'll see him as he is. Every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself as he is pure. What? Does that mean I work towards heaven? No, that means as he is pure, I take it into my life. I take the purity into my life. Into my life. Are you ready today? Are you ready for Jesus to come? Are you ready for Jesus to come? Are you ready for his return? Are you ready for him to split the skies? Amen. Are you ready to come in the night? Amen. Are you ready for him to come in the morning? Hallelujah. That's why I want to live in a way that pleases him. I want my life to be ready and believe. I believe the king is coming. I believe in the king. I believe in his word. I must be born again according to his word. I must live according to his command. I believe everything is in its place. Israel's in its place. The Middle East is in its place. I believe the church world is ready. Some folks in the church are not, but the church is ready. I believe that the world is setting up the stage for the battle that the Lord is going to win. Where's your love today? If I can't wait to go to the ball game or watch the ball game today, whatever it may be, my focus may be divided. If my affection is on things and possession, I might be looking for possessions when the Lord returns. Yes, I know we've got to live. Yes, I know you know me well enough. I'm not talking about enjoying life and doing good things, enjoying ball, enjoying fishing, enjoying hunting, enjoying shopping, sewing, needlepointing, whatever it is. Grandkids, kids, whatever your enjoyments are in life, enjoy that because God makes it that way. But that is not where my passion and love has got to be. It's got to be looking. Amen. Are you looking today? Ask yourself this question. If Jesus come right now, would you be ready? 
If your brother or sister around you would be gone in just a split, would you be ready? Would you be ready? Are you ready? I would do everything I could within my heart to, to obey Scripture. Repent of your sins. Turn 180 degrees and say, I stop. I stop doing that. I will stop living like that. I will stop acting like that because I choose Jesus. That's repentance. Accepting him is not enough. Making him just the Lord of your life without obeying the Lord of your life is not enough. Repent. Everybody say repent. Amen. Then he said that we're to be carried away in baptism in his name and we put on his name. Amen. In baptism. Then he said we have the promise of the infilling of the Holy Spirit within us. Hallelujah. Are you in love with Jesus? Are you in love with Jesus? Then do what he commands. Do what he says. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.